What is up, degenerates? Welcome into week three. Uh, exciting football over the weekend. Hopefully your fantasy teams bounced back if you had a bad week uh, in week one. Hopefully you, you continued on with your streak if you had a good week one. Uh, I myself was able to uh, turn it around. I was uh, two-thirds of my leagues I won this week, so that's good. Um, I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Mr. Ben Steffen. He's recovered from the beatdowns he got last week, and he's able to come back and join us tonight. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, definitely had a better week two. It was nice to see numbers up uh, kind of across the board for a lot of teams, uh, which was nice to see. Some guys getting back to where they were, uh, other guys still letting us down, but uh, long season ahead and looking forward to that too. But uh, no, it was nice to see the changes and see some teams and some guys step it up and... I'm looking forward to tonight and getting back in the saddle. So, Well, welcome back. Um, like you said, there's been some guys that we're a little bit disappointed in. There's been some guys that we've been surprised by, so we're definitely going to talk about that stuff a little bit later in the show. Um, but let's not forget our other co-host, also very important, Mr. Diego Shaheen. Diego, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, week just went by, doing better, just like you. So uh, did a little bit better with my teams. Starting to uh, get my bearings here. Still have a lot of work to do with some teams, but uh, I am a little bit upset. We're going to talk a lot about injuries today. Uh, not happy to see those, um, and especially not when these guys are in your team. Um, but that's kind of where I am. Uh, still enjoying fantasy, although I this morning I wasn't very happy, but still here. <laughs> well, we're glad you're still here. I know you were a little bit depressed earlier today. Um so hopefully, uh, hopefully we can talk through that this evening and, and get you back on board with looking forward to week three. Um, so I, I forgot, and uh, we'll we'll do this real quick. Um, ben and I were talking over the weekend, and we had a quick offline beer bet on the Patriots game this week, and uh, Ben expected them to get blown out, which we lost by seven, um, but the the spread that we had was eight and a half, and. Uh, Ben was unsuccessful with that bet as well. So close. That's Steve's beer. I thought you had it, Ben. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then those last couple of minutes happened and you lost it. Truly, yeah. I, w- I went to bed before that happened. So in my mind, I won going to sleep. So I, I slept <laughs> well. well <and> no- <laughs> What's sad is I didn't even watch the game uh, on Sunday night. I went to bed at 8 o'clock or shortly thereafter. I didn't turn it on because I knew... I started watching it, I'd stay up all night and I I needed to make sure I was up uh, and well rested for work because I ended up working a 16 hour shift yesterday. So uh, I got to work. I watched it first thing in the morning and uh, nothing but disappointment. So that's definitely not not the way to start your day either. Not a whole lot of news this week yet. Um, It's still early in the week, but uh, we just have a couple of things that we want to remind people of. So we'll start with that. Breaking news. So it, apparently, um, we're going to have two Monday Night Football games again. I hope Yay! this is not a <laughs> trend that continues if they're as bad as they were last night. But uh, we've got uh, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. So Baker Mayfield and, and his rejuvenated career in Tampa Bay going up against uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' defense. And uh, I don't know. The, the Eagles have kind of been – they've been nah. able to win. 
and I, I'm not sure if they're getting things together yet or if they're still a little bit suspect. Um, I mean, DeAndre Swift had a phenomenal game, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. And But I think Tampa's defense is a little bit better. Um, but the Eagles' defense is definitely going to put pressure on, on Baker. What are you guys looking for in this game as far as uh, – as far as fantasy assets, and is there anybody you're not looking to play this week uh, from those two teams? Uh, ben? Um, I'm looking for the Eagles' passing offense to get really moving. Um, last year, they were pretty high-flying. Uh, this year, it seems like all they can do is run the ball, which, I mean, it's, wor- it's worked the last two weeks, and they've been able to pull out wins. But uh, the passing game does not look very good, especially the first half last week. They were... Uh, shut down quite a bit, lots of three and outs um, until they started running the ball and running the sneaks on third and one and things like that. They, The offense wasn't really doing anything until Swift took over. Um, and even then, the passing game was still okay, even though it was opened up a bit by the running game. So it'd, it'd be nice to see Hertz get on, on task with the passing game, get the ball out to Goddard, get the ball out to AJ Brown, make him happy. Um, Smith has been pretty consistent, but uh, yeah, it would just be nice to see that promising offense where lots of people have high draft capital invested in it, get moving at the pace that we all wanted to see it at. So that'd be nice. And then the box would be nice to see them keep it rolling. So Mike Evans has been unbelievable through two weeks. Um, everyone kind of wrote him off. He's been great. Baker's been above average and uh, yeah, it'd just be nice to see some, uh, some high scores on a Monday night instead of what we seen last week. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I will say I certainly did not write Mike Evans off this year. I was trying to find ways to get him on my teams uh, in most of the dynasty leagues that we're in. Uh, But you would never sell him to me. (laughs) (laughs) But I was able to get him other places. Um, I still believe in Evans. And I figured Baker would be able to do just enough to keep him and, and Godwin somewhat relevant. And so far, he's been able to do that. Um, And it's Funny, too, that uh, they actually had a pretty decent running game last week with Rashad White, which we'll also talk about here in a little bit. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, because of those two defenses, how well they can get their running games going and how well both teams can pass. Uh, Diego, your thoughts on that game? I think Ben covered most of it. The only thing I'd add is uh, the Eagles' secondary is really banged up. Uh, Maddox uh, is gone and other guys are hit there. So this may be a game that, that the Buccaneers actually can throw. So it's good for Baker, uh, good for um, for the wide receivers. I guess for the Eagles' offense, like you were saying, it's kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, just a reminder, they do have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, I think Brian Johnson's their coordinator. Uh, Stashing left uh, for the Colts, I believe. So maybe that's, that's, that's what we're seeing there. Uh, it's just like it's not kicking off. Something's off on that offense. We saw the frustration from A.J. Brown in that last game on Thursday night when he was uh, really upset about not getting the ball in some place. So it'll be another chance. Uh, but I do think we have a bit of a game because of that secondary not being where it should be. And like you said, Baker has proven to be serviceable for fantasy. And I think he is a bit of a surprise for, uh, I'll admit he's a surprise for me. I, I have wrote him off after his, his stunt with a, his stint with the Rams. Oh, he definitely has been a surprise. Um, for I think just about everybody, because there was talk in the offseason that Kyle Trask was going to be the one that won that job out. So um, 
as far as as hurts to your point on that it, it is a new oc uh there is some growing pains so in week one against the patriots they threw 33 times uh and he had nine rushing attempts in week two against minnesota he had 23 passing attempts um so and he had he had 12 rushes and then he obviously had the two touchdowns rushing which really saved his week otherwise He's looking at a, a fairly pedestrian week there, uh, you know, under 20 points. So they're definitely passing attempts are definitely down, and, and that's going to hurt the receiving options in, in Godert, in uh, A.J. Brown, in, in Devonta Smith. So, I mean, obviously they had a pretty good running game and, and didn't have to pass as often, but it, there's some concern there for me as far as how long it's going to take this offense to actually get going because if they're not, you know, if they're only going to pass 25 to 30 times a game, I don't know that once they actually start playing some good teams that they're going to be able to, you know, continue winning. Like I, Minnesota probably should have won that game. So that was probably a, a win that they shouldn't have gotten. Uh, Tampa, may very well be a, a tough game this week. And then they've got division games against Washington. And then they play, you know, then they go up against our, the Rams who are, are fairly hot right now too. So. And then also for, for the Eagles, we got to watch what happens with the running game, right? Because um, Gainwell, I think he should be back. And then Swift had a great game, like we're calling it out. We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but then how, how does that split? That's going to be a question for me. How, are they going to, play that out are they going to split carries you know are they doing 60 40 are they going to they rotate their backs but that's going to be interesting to watch yeah i, I think gainwell is going to get that that passing work because um like swift only had a couple of targets so i think gainwell is definitely going to get the passing down work but it, it is going to be interesting to see how that split goes so we'll, we'll have to look at that on monday night and, and just kind of monitor I, I think i'd still start swift this week over Gainwell because he's coming off that injury and coming off this big week. I think they give Swift another opportunity at, at plenty of snaps. Uh, and then the second game for this coming Monday night will be the Rams and the Bengals. Um, I'm going to say it potentially could be the Bengals without Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. depending on how his injury is. And we'll talk about that here uh, in just a minute. So the Rams are hot. Um, Puka Nasua and Kyron Williams, Tutu Atwell. I mean, those guys are are fantasy hot, but they're NFL hot. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about this game? And uh, do you think there's some potential for the Bengals guys to bounce back if Jer- if Burrow doesn't play, or are we kind of going to have to s- just sit back and hold until uh, until we get him back, Diego? So, really, the concern is for the Bengals, and, and like you were saying. Burrow, if he doesn't play, their depth chart is Jake Brown Browning. I have no idea who the guys. Um, so that said, I'm really concerned about the Bengals, what they can do here. Uh, their their passing game, their offense is just completely off. So not not something good. I am a little bit not a little bit very concerned about what's going to happen with those opportunities. Uh, Chase hasn't been playing well. He's been getting some targets, but it's just the offense just doesn't click. And then on the Rams side, you've said it; it's it's hot. I just want to see if uh, if Nakua can just keep tearing records up. It's it's amazing what the guy is doing. Uh, they seem to be super happy with him. 
uh, Williams came in and I think they gave him something like 90 96% of snaps It's it's crazy. That should go down. They are looking to trade acres from what we're hearing. So it is a bit of a, I want to say a refreshed Rams. We were all very concerned about the team just getting older with Stafford and they not having any picks and they kind of had pawned their future to get that Super Bowl. But at least so far for the first two weeks, they've, They've been an exciting team to watch. No, they absolutely have. Um, ben, what do you think about this game? No, I totally agree with Diego there, but um, I'm worried about whoever comes in. And if it's not Joe Burrow, uh, gets just eaten by Aaron Donald, and <laughs> the Bengals could have a really, really hard time if Joe Burrow doesn't suit up. And even if he does and he's still limited, the, like you, everyone said, the offense just looks wrong, and I think it's because he's hurt. Um He's not as mobile as he can be to make plays happen. Their O-line, since he's been in the league, hasn't been super good. Um, like He missed most of his rookie year with an injury. He got sacked a lot in the year they went to the Super Bowl. Um, last year, he got hit a lot too. Uh, it could be a rough go with Bengals, the, the Bengals offense for a while. Um, him missing time is probably a good thing, and they could probably get him more like back to 100%, which will be nice for their second half of the season. Maybe they can sneak out some wins with a decent defense. But I I got, I got, like the Rams um, as far as a pick this week, and I like the Rams as offensive players better than the Bengals' offense players. Who knew we would be saying that by week three? Um, definitely not on my bingo card, but yeah. Um, Kyron Williams has been really good. Puka's been really good. Tutu's been really good. I'm looking for those guys to keep it going and um, the Rams to take out the Bengals in a surprise, another surprise win. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so Jake Browning is the backup be- behind Burrow. He's been in the league four years and he's never started a game. Has he touched the football? Uh, he has. He has. Uh, <laughs> 7% snap share. He had one passing attempt uh, in week one against Cleveland. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so more more uh, bad football from quarterbacks that haven't had an opportunity to play much. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Rams probably run away with that one unless Burrow plays. But they they got to like the Bengals, like you say, the Bengals had to figure something out because it just looks like Chase has been out there half-assing it uh, on most plays. Like he's, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's just not feeling it. He's not getting the targets or whatever. Oh, they're just not clicking as an offense yet, which is that's that's very evident. I don't even know if they're clicking as a team per se, but um, I mean they they didn't they put up a field goal this last week. It's uh, they, yeah they they've had the Browns and the Ravens, right? Yeah, yes. So two pretty Browns, good defenses. Ravens, and then they have Rams. Uh, they have Tennessee, and then they have Arizona. Yeah, like they run into some really good defenses early. Yeah. They do, well, I mean, they have pretty good defenses. Pretty, it looks like pretty much most of their schedule because you got um, even Arizona's defense has been fairly good. So you got the Rams, Tennessee, Arizona, Seattle, and then they go into their bye. And then you come out of your bye, you've got San Francisco, Buffalo, Houston, and then you've got division games with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And then you've got Jacksonville, Indy, and now in the fantasy playoffs, you get Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. So they don't have a good schedule um, as far as 
who they're playing. They got one of the harder schedules in the league. So they got to figure it out because they are a team that can beat most of those other teams. Uh, Burrow's a quarterback that can beat good defenses. I just, maybe, he, maybe he's just lingering. Uh, the injury from preseason has still been nagging and, and that's what's causing his, uh, you know, the disconnect. I, I don't know, but hopefully he's able to, Figure out what that is. Uh, hopefully he plays this week. Uh, if not, hopefully he, he's able to play next week and, and get a week's worth of rest so that we get some some good football out of the Bengals because I know there's a, a lot of expectations on that team and on those fantasy players because you, you took a lot of them very high. So and The problem is if he plays, I don't know if you start him. Honestly, I, I would look elsewhere if you have him. No, I, I would agree with you, and it's tough because – you drafted him high and in mm-hmm. a lot of redraft leagues, you may not have that second quarterback to put in. So you're going to have to drop somebody to pick up another quarterback to play this week. So um, good luck with that. Uh, if you, if you want to know who to drop, let us know. I'm, I'm an expert at telling you the wrong person to drop. <laughs> um, so let's jump into the injury report and we can get a little bit more into Joe Burrow and uh, what's going on with him. The injury report. So Joe Burrow, uh, he's got a calf strain. I believe this is what he was dealing with in preseason two. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, that's correct. So he re-aggravated that. Uh, and the potential to miss a couple more weeks. I, like I said, I don't think he plays this week. Um, I think it's in their best interest to rest him another week and see what they have with with their backup quarterback even if he does i don't know that you start him like diego said so diego tell us a little more about joe burrow and, and this injury and what we can kind of expect no i i like you said i i think they're going to look and see if they play him or not they rest him um that that type of injury it, it's going to stay with him for a little while um so he may get better but the problem is it can also get worse as he continues to play through it so that's something that they're going to look at. Um, like I was saying, I wouldn't start him. You may want to look at other options. The, the tricky part with this week is uh, not very easy to find a streamer for this week. Uh, not exactly great matchups. Um, we talked about Baker. He may be a possibility with a bad Philly uh, secondary. Uh, odds are, if if this is redraft, you can you can find him in the in the waiver wire. Uh, your boy, Mac Jones, Mac Daddy Jones, that could be an option, but they're going up against the Jets. So not exactly best defense there. Um, and then other options, maybe CJ Stroud or, or Ritter, but the, the, the matchups are just, I think Ritter has a better matchup because that's the Lions. Um, I, yeah, that I, should be high flying. Yeah, but there's, I can't find a good quarterback there that you would find on the waiver wire. They would say, Hey, let me, let me plug this guy in. I think from all of these, I think Baker would be my my safest bet of what's sitting on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think Baker would definitely be a, a pretty sound option. Um, I know Adams got hurt in the Jets game. I don't know if he's going to play. I, I don't know the severity of the injury. I have to look um, to your point on Mac Jones. Depending on how banged up the Jets defense is, they may he might be an option, but I think I would look at Somebody like Baker, um, Ritter's playing Detroit. That should be a fairly high high scoring game. Um, the other one is 
I like Stroud as a second option just because he, it seems like he's also doing stuff with his legs. And we know that the running helps, gives him some solid numbers. Um, yeah. I like him too, but I'm not sure how much I like him against Jackson. Against Jackson. Yeah, that's, they've been a pretty That's my defense. only concern because that, you know, they get pressure on him. Might you, not be that might not be a good day, but what about Ryan Tannehill? What what are your thoughts on Tannehill uh, up against Cleveland? I mean, he he had a pretty decent week this last week 20, uh, 20 to twenty four for two forty six and a touchdown, and he had another rushing touchdown. Yeah, desperate times call for desperate managers. Will you do it, Ben? I wouldn't. <laughs> um, I'd start him over Joe Burrow, obviously. Like even if Burrow plays, I think um, at least Tannehill in that offense has shown you something. Um, but that offense lives and dies. On the success of Derrick Henry, if he has, if he gets snuffed out, the passing game can't work. So, um, yeah, I, I don't mind Tannehill as a play this week. I think he can get it done again. What about Ben? What about Jimmy GQ against Pittsburgh? Yeah. No, no, nothing against Pittsburgh. He's going to get demolished. No. And then the other option is, is Howell, but the problem is he's going up against Buffalo. No, I like I like Sam Howell this week. I think he's been. Super good. He's made some really nice throws. Um, he's still running like he was a little bit in that last season in college, and uh, he's been pretty good for fantasy. Yeah. I, I, I like Sam Howell. Yeah, I, I like how – I mean, I have Howell a lot of places. Um, he was my guy last year. Um, I don't mind him against Buffalo. So I, I would take I would take Howell after Mayfield and, and in front of Stroud and those other guys. Um just because he's been playing well. And I think Buffalo's defense is, is still a little suspect. They, they've been uh, – teams have been able to beat them a little a little bit more than what was kind of expected going into the season a little this, this early. So I, I wouldn't be that upset starting Howell this week either. Oh, you, so, you know who else? Maybe Stafford. You can check and see if Stafford's is yeah, and he and he very well might be. Stafford's another guy who might be out there. Uh, if most of you, you know, if most of the guys in your league didn't pick up two quarterbacks, he definitely could be out there. And, and I probably would start him over Baker even if you can find him out there. So, um, so staying with quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson is in concussion protocol. He potentially could clear that. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, Minshew came in and was serviceable, so he's definitely somebody you could pick up if you have Richardson. You could wait to the last minute and play him this week if you wanted. Any concerns with uh, with Richardson and the concussions, given the what we experienced last year with Tua, Ben? Um, his didn't look so bad, honestly. He kind of bounced up after it. He um, did, and he, and he played a couple of plays, right? Yeah, so yeah, I think that's... they might have looked at him a little bit after that and went the cautious route of keeping out. Cause I think they were, were they up? Yeah. Pretty so good what, at that point. So what, what happened there guys was that he reported the symptoms and that's what you call delayed symptoms. I don't think he plays. Usually when you see that, when you see those symptoms after yeah. the hit a little while later, that's actually more of Worse. a warning sign. Right. Um, so they may actually keep him out. Um, Have we heard anything like not yet, but it's still early. Yeah. It's yeah. still early. Yeah. I mean, if he's, if he suits up, you play him because he's been dynamite yeah. when he's on the field. But he's two weeks and two injuries, I think. So that's an issue for sure. He play, um, dude, he plays hard. Like, Yeah, he does. But he might need to learn how to dial that back a bit. Like learn from guys whose careers got cut short from this stuff. Cam, uh, Cam Newton, 
big problem with injuries in the later half of his career. You don't want to start your career with head injuries when you're a running quarterback. Um, so maybe dial it back a little bit and use that cannon of an arm as well and use the legs more to escape than to dive headfirst into the piles. But, uh, I mean, you hope he's back. Like He's exciting to watch. He makes that Colts team fun again. Um, and then they, if they can get um, – maybe they wait. I don't know. I think you're right. Like They probably do wait and hold him out. Hopefully it's not anything too serious and we get him back sooner than later. I hate injuries so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're tough. Um, and he, he does play hard. He's going to experience injuries. It's going to be probably something similar to what we experienced with Lamar Jackson. So just monitor it, see if he clears the protocol. Like Ben said, if he if he plays, you start him. If he doesn't, you can most likely pick Minshew up on waivers or grab one of the other guys that we were just talking about you know, to replace Burrow. Or trade you for one for him? Or, you, or, do you still have him? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I might need him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Jalen Waddle also in the concussion protocol. That came late in that game too. Uh, he just monitored that. If he plays, you most likely start him as well, given that offense. Uh Deontay Johnson was placed on IR this week for his hamstring, so he's out for the next four weeks. Pretty significant hamstring injury if you're going on IR. Hopefully when he comes back, he'll be ready to play, given that time off. Will Pickens have passed him by that point? By Pickens has already a lot, passed him. Pickens but by a lot more. Like I feel like Deontay's getting left in the dust after um, this. So here's what I think with Deontay, right? So – I think Deontay's a, a trade candidate before the deadline because he's just like he's kind of an afterthought in Pittsburgh right now because they have Pickens, they have a couple of other guys, Calvin Austin, that are, you know are on the field are producing somewhat. I mean, it's obviously it's a low production offense, but I, I just think that they're going to try because there's so many wide receiver needy teams this year that they can probably move Deontay Johnson at the trade deadline and, and actually get a reasonable return for him. Cause I think he's in a contract year and could walk. Is that correct? He has one more year. I just looked it up. He has one more year in his contract. So he's out signing until 2024 and then he's a unrestricted free agent. Okay. So they picked up, did they pick up his option or they didn't? Uh, he signed it. So it's, year? yeah. It says he signed a two year here. So I think he, they probably, negotiated something here signed four year with Pittsburgh, including a million signing bonus. Um, that was 2019, but then yeah, I think there's an extension or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no option, that. no option, but they did extend him. Yeah. Okay. So he had a two year extension last year. Okay. So, but still they may, they may try to move him. So I, I, I think he stays. I, I think so. I, I disagree a little bit there with, with you, Steve, because he's, he's, his part in the offense is not the, it's not the over the top. He's not the stretcher. He's that possession receiver on the short routes, and that's really what his game has been. Pickens, I think, it's a completely different wide receiver, and honestly, just Pickett can use the help. Um, yeah, you got Freeman there, but um, Austin, maybe you're right. He's a smaller wide receiver. He didn't get much this week. I think he played like I was looking at that earlier, like seven percent of the snaps. He got nothing. We thought he was going to get a little bit more. But I think that was just more game script than anything. 
Um, that's why I think he stays. I, I think you take him away and you really don't really have someone to replace him with, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I, I may have to reevaluate. I, I thought he was a free agent next year, so I may have to reevaluate whether I think he gets traded or not. But Ben, any thoughts on Deontay and, and that hamstring and what to look for when he comes back? You look for re-injury, of course, but uh, if he, when he comes back, he kind of—I'd give him a week or two, see see what he's going to be, see if he's getting a role in that offense still before you fire him up in a, in a flex spot. But see what uh, that offense is period. <laughs> yeah, when he comes back. Well, the offense doesn't seem to have much of a passing problem. It's their running game is kind of shit. Najee yeah. Harris has been trash. Um, Pickett's been fine, and that defense is going to carry them. Like, I feel like they could be. San Francisco light because their defense oh, is yeah. super I good, mean, right? TJ Watt, as long as he's healthy, is going to carry them. And as long as Pickett game. can stay safe with the ball, like very similar to Brock Purdy, like the team could be really good and surprise in that division and even in the AFC. So I don't know. Um, it's easy to say they, they're not a good team and they're not because they're not a high flying team, but they freaking figure out ways to win games and getting him back in the offense will definitely help. And I mean, as long as he's out there and has a role, you you fire him up because he gets lots of he gets a lot of targets, he gets a lot of receptions, not big yardage, but in PPR that's super helpful. So um, I definitely have some leagues where I would like him back ASAP. So I'm hoping it's pretty quick after the IR stint that he gets back in there. Saquon Barkley suffered an ankle sprain. He potentially is going to miss some time. Dable says that he's possibly going to play this week. It's probably just coach speak. That's coach speak. He's, you know, absolutely. I would think he misses at least one week. It's not, it's not a high ankle sprain, which is good news. But I think for a team that you know really still kind of centers around a good running game, that Barkley's probably going to sit for a week. So Diego, you you had alluded to picking up Matt Breda. Um, I don't agree, just because Matt Breda sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, I could see how people would fall into that trap, but like the, the Giants running game other than Saquon really hasn't been that good in the last couple of years per se. So, and Breda's been in this situation before and he's not been terribly efficient. Like, you know, last year he had, he he didn't have a lot of attempts. Um, I think he only like three or four, but the year before that, he, he's averages kind of right at four yards per carry. He's not the best hands. He has decent hands, but they're not the best. And he's a little bit lighter back. So I don't know how effective he's going to be behind that line. I mean, they, you know, Daniel Jones has to move quite a bit. And even Saquon's had some trouble getting going here and there. So. I don't know that I want to waste a ton of fab on, on Breda. I, I might throw a couple out if I absolutely am desperate at running back and there's nobody else to grab. But I think I'm I'm definitely, if I have another guy, I'm probably going to start that guy and, and not waste fab on, on Breda. Ben? No, I agree. And they're, you're in it tough this week against the Niners. Um, on a short week, I don't like the play. Um, I might wait until he's free the following week when whoever picked him up for too much fab drops him and you can get him for free. 
just to see, but I'm not spending any any of my fab on Matt Breida. Um, been down that road before as a Barkley owner, and I'm not doing that again. So um, I'm out on him, and like I said, just even just because this week is going to be really tough against um, the Niners, I can understand why Saquon does not want to play with this <laughs> ankle sprain against them. So, uh, yeah, he'll probably be out and probably avoid most of the Giants this week. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, Diego, you do like Matt Breda. Uh What would you spend on Fab for him? And what's your outlook on him this week against okay. San Francisco? Hold on, hold on. I said I had Breda over Tony Jones. I didn't <laughs> say he was the pickup of the week. You guys are making me sound like, oh, go after Breda. No, no, no. I don't know. It's I, a I heard you back. Landscape, sir. Exactly. Well, yes. <laughs> he is the pickup of the week. <laughs> so, I mean, unless you can find Kareem Hunt and he and he finds a job. No, in the next I mean we days. we all know the pickup of the week is is Jerome Ford if if he's not if he's not picked up already. Which odds are yeah. in redraft? He's not. And then eh, eh. He, he might not be. And you have to correct. Check. Um, and we'll talk about him in just a second. But but there's not a big landscape as far as available running back. So. Make yeah. your case for Breda because I, I don't think, you know, there's people that are going to pick him up. Um, so make them feel better. I about mean, themselves. from from a case perspective, I think if if Kendra Miller plays, I think just based on volume, you got a better chance with Breda because if, if Miller plays, he's been playing well. It's just that he's been injured and they haven't really let him come back. Um, if he comes back, I don't think Tony Jones is able actually to beat Kendra Miller out there. Um, they really like Miller in camp. So from a volume perspective, I think Breida just like is Taiwan Jones behind him in, in the depth chart. So just you know, you can see splitting carries in in New Orleans, and and that would be a reason as to why go out there. Um, so that'd be the only case that makes schedule wise. Yet he has San Francisco, but his schedule gets a little bit better actually than New Orleans' schedule after that. But from a preference perspective, I actually rather pick up Kendrick Miller over Ty Jones coming back to that, and then. From a rankings perspective, I would say Ford, um, Johnson, Moss, maybe. And Johnson, I mean, Roshan Johnson. And you're right, desperate measures, desperate time, desperate measures. But that's kind of how I have it. Uh, maybe he's like my fifth or fifth option. Yeah. So, so Diego, since you keep beating that Brita drum and he is your pickup of the week, are we going with uh, <laughs> Tony Jones, Matt Brita, beer bet here? Uh no, because of his schedule. Oh, no, I'm I'm not falling for that, that one. Backpedal, look at that backpedal. No, you got to give me three games, and <laughs> uh, let's do it over three games, and then I'll do the pick. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Next three games. All right. We got a beer bet. So all that time, and they're both going to get injured, and this is going to be null and void halfway <laughs> through the first quarter. Uh, <laughs> with the way backs are going down i wouldn't be surprised man. i know it's crazy um all right so let's go uh austin Eckler missed this week um he's got an ankle injury there's no timetable on his return that's scary were, it, it is but it might just be like there's no information i'll i'll dig around on, on there's nothing i've been digging SIC, also. but i haven't found anything yeah. in the last couple of days We'll get more information later this week, but uh, he didn't play this last weekend, and it hurt your fantasy team. And if you went and picked up his backup, it hurt you as well. It so. hurt your fantasy yeah. team too. Yeah, like I, I, I didn't fall for that. I know better. Um, we probably should have talked about it, but 
I, there was kind of some expectation that Eckler was going to play when we recorded yeah, last week. Yeah. So yeah, um, we didn't know. We didn't know anything at that point. No, we we, we still don't. So we're yeah. going to speculate again. <laughs> <laughs> if he plays, you, obviously you play him. But I think we got a plan on him missing at least another week. So again, we're we're in this desolation of running backs. Um, uh, the guys we've already talked about. I don't think you run out either one of his backups right now. That offense is still a little bit kind of in flux and more passing than rushing right now. So just monitor Eckler as the week goes on and, and see how that ankle uh, ends up uh, feeling this week and see if he actually is going to play. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery suffered a thigh bruise. They say he may miss time. I don't think he does because I think if he misses time, he loses his job. I think he misses um, time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Diego, uh, let's talk about his thigh bruise real quick. And do you, what are your thoughts on Gibbs and Craig Reynolds? Uh, right? Craig Reynolds. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, so I do think he misses time. I, the player himself is saying that he thinks it's going to take him some time. And then the coach speak comes out and says, no, no, he, he's going to play. Um, I don't think he plays. Um, Obviously, it's it's Gabe's over over Reynolds, but what you could see, and this would be a little bit painful, is if they they give Reynolds that first second down roll, and then they they continue to give Gabe's um, the, the role of, of that third um, third down pass catching back or or change of pace, which is was actually happened in the game. Everyone was expecting Gibbs to just get all the volume, and he wasn't getting that. So that's something to look look out for. Um. Regarding picking up Craig Reynolds, um, I didn't even mention him in my list of of backs. Yeah, I was going to say, he, so. he's 100% on your waivers. Yeah, he is there. Hey, throw a bucket there. I mean, what you do with these guys when it's so bad is you add everyone. You just set them in your order, do your rankings as to who you want to have, and you know, just put them in the waivers. And if you don't get anyone else, you get Craig Reynolds, and you figure out if you play him or not. Yeah. Uh, ben, quickly on Montgomery. No, I just I agree with what you said, Steve. If he, if he doesn't play, he's probably losing that job. Um, at least until we see otherwise. Like Gibbs has looked good every time he touches the ball, um, and that offense seems to be continuing to hum. So uh, it's really hard to say. You got to monitor it pretty closely. If he suits up, you probably throw him in your lineup. But otherwise. Gibbs is the is the play, and I'd stay away from any other back on that team, to be honest. But all right, uh, and then the last major injury we have uh, happened last night during the, the uh, Monday night game. Uh, Nick Chubb is out for the season with a multi ligament uh, knee injury. If you were watching the game, or if you've seen on Twitter some of the uh, replays, it was. Uh, not a pleasant sight. I'm sure it was not even uh, anywhere near that pleasant for him. I mean, he kind of just sat there after it happened, covered it up, and knew he wasn't standing up. So um, hopefully he's able to recover from that and come back next year and play. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a, a reasonable amount of rehab with multi-ligaments. Uh, Diego, any information on that yet? I know it's really still early because – they were doing a lot of testing and stuff today. What are your thoughts on whether he comes back next year? 
and how effective do you think he's going to be or given his age and stuff is he kind of on, on that other side now because of this no you you said it the concern is his age so there there was good news last night um uh, when these type of dislocations happen they need to check that the artery that feeds the knee is okay and the nerves all that checked out fine which is good um it means that that they can do the surgery and then he can start his rehab the concern really is his age and the other concern is i believe this is the same knee that he injured back in 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 georgia it is so that's yeah that was an injury in 2015 i believe Uh, that's not good um i guess they'll see more when they actually look into the knee in the surgery um i think it's it's career threatening that's what i would say um yeah that's why i was so upset because Chubb is one of the best backs that we've had now for a while in fantasy. And um, you, you don't want to see these guys go down uh, this way. So I I don't think he, he has an easy road ahead. Um, I think I don't know anyone that has come back for two from two significant injuries. I can't recall off the top of my head. I was looking for that earlier. I couldn't find anyone. So I think it would be uh, we're in uncharted territories when it comes to a running back coming back from the same injury of this magnitude and a knee. It, it could be that he comes back as a veteran and you see him in this role where he's more of a kind of starts going down maybe the Melvin Gordon route kind of a thing. So that that's it was very upsetting to me to see that type of injury and, and this player and, and the age. That's what I've read and, and kind of been able to pick up on, on that injury. All right. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, it, it, there's always a possibility he can come back and, and take on a, a, a backup kind of role uh, like some of these other good backs have done to prolong their careers. I mean, Frank Gore was able to to have a pretty good career, not coming back from injury, but just being able to play into older age and stuff. Um, ben, your thoughts on Chubb real quick? Uh, honestly, it just sucks. Um, he's been a wonderful player in, in the league. Um, fantasy wise, and just to watch as a as a football fan, so it really sucks to see him go down. Um, I'm hoping you can get some sort of like Adrian Peterson miraculous recovery MVP type season out of him when he does come back, but that's probably wishful thinking. Um, but it also was for AP. Uh, I know Diego, you're talking about guys who have come back from multiple uh, knee surgeries. The only one that comes to mind is not a running back. It's Thomas it was Thomas Davis. I think he had three ACL tears in the NFL and then um, had some Pro Bowl seasons uh, for the Panthers after that. But it's uh, it's ugly for a running back with a, when they cut that much um, and the big guys that they run into. So all I'm thinking at this time is just wishing him the best for recovery and hoping that he can come back. Um, and at least play in this league again, make some money, um, get a livelihood going, but I'm not sure he'll ever come back to fantasy relevance other than a time or two here and there, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, we see him back in, next year and uh, he's back to his top five days, at least for another year or two. That'd be nice to see. No, definitely would. Um, so we'll have to just wait and see and pray for him to uh, have a speedy recovery. So that'll wrap up injuries. Um, is it piling up? <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. to happen. <laughs> it takes, uh, there's just so much to talk about already. Uh, and we're only in week two. 
But uh, so we want to talk about some of the surprise performances that we've had so far this season. Uh, kind of a little bit more last week than uh, than week one, but you know we've got surprise performances, some some oldies but goodies, and and then some of the guys that are really kind of turning out to be bums this year. Um, and uh, so we're just gonna go over those real quick and give you some of the information that they had over this past weekend as far as stats and kind of where we look for them to go coming up. The Boom Bust Players. So Brian Robinson was a guy that a lot of us were drafting in the mid-rounds as a running back to kind of play as a flex guy and, you know, maybe even take over that starting job from – Antonio Gibson. Um, I think so far this season he's actually done that. Oh, that's that's done. <laughs> so he had 18 attempts this last week, 87 yards, two touchdowns, and then two receptions for another 42 yards. So he put up 28.9 fantasy points. Uh, good week for him. Hopefully you didn't have him on your bench, <laughs> which uh, it, it's hard to trust that offense, but I think he's a guy you got to stick in your flex going forward at least until he proves you wrong with, with that landscape being what it is. Uh, Diego, Brian Robinson. Well, no, you said it. I mean, he took over that, that running back uh, job. They liked him. Remember he had that, that uh, injury quote unquote got shot last year. And, but before that he was having a great camp and, and the commanders who liked him. Um, I'm in in Robinson. It's actually interesting for this game. He got, uh, he started to get some receptions, which doesn't sound very good for, Gibson at all, but no, I'm all in on, on Robinson. All right, Ben, any thoughts on Robinson? Um, no, it kind of adds the commanders as a, as a whole are getting more and more intriguing. Um, you and I were both Sam Howell fans last year. And I think that's going to continue to grow as he continues to have success in this league. Um, Terry McLaurin looks to be right on track where he's supposed to be. And uh, it's nice to see that they finally, have committed to one running back over the other um, in Washington. So I hope the success for this team continues and they, we can get some more fantasy performances like this because Brian Robinson would have been a steal and might end up being one of the steals of the draft. If, um, if this continues, so it'd be nice to see. Nope. Definitely. It's nice to see it. Um, hopefully he continues with the success. Uh, Mari Cooper was uh, seven to 10 last night for 90 yards and, there was speculation he was not going to play. I benched him everywhere. Injury, <laughs> and most most people benched him. Because um, you, you, honestly, we knew Saturday they were talking about the groin injury. So a lot of people would have benched him, not taking the chance. But if you were able to hang on and you had somebody else go on Monday night and you were able to start Cooper, he gave you around 16 fantasy points. So uh, surprise performance just because you didn't expect to get anything out of him. Yeah. Um. Kyron Williams, kind of a, a guy a lot of people picked up last week, ended up uh, having another good week, 14 attempts for 52 yards and a touchdown, and then 6 of 10 for 48 yards and another touchdown. But like Diego had said earlier, he had 95% of the snaps. So that's that's huge in that Rams offense. Um, we saw Akers as a healthy scratch. It was announced right before the 1 o'clock games. So you had literally three minutes to 
swap guys out if you had him in your lineup to get one of the one o'clock guys in there. But I mean, Kyron Williams took it and ran. So I definitely think that they found their running back. I think they're looking to probably trade acres quickly. So I, I would imagine there's probably going to be a team or two that are looking at him early this week. Uh, anything different that we haven't already talked about with Kyron Williams, Ben? Um, no, just keep firing him up. Um, the offense is clicking over there in LA. So it'd be nice to see that continue. And I don't think there's anyone behind him pushing him for those snaps that he's uh, getting. So um, he's earning those and will continue to, I think. So um, one of the pickups that you didn't burn you, which is nice to see. So um, no, I don't really have anything else to add to him. All right. Yeah, he definitely was worth the fab you spent on him last year. Yeah, week. for sure. Um, all right, DeAndre Swift. A lot of people <laughs> didn't start him on Thursday night for one reason or another. He hasn't performed that well. Uh, it's Thursday night. Why would you – you don't want to play a lot of players on Thursday night. They're usually bad for fantasy. He goes out, has 28 attempts for 175 yards and a touchdown, and also three of three for another six yards. Diego. DeAndre Swift, um, is he somebody you're still going to be looking at firing up every week? I know you're kind of on the Gainwell train as well, or are you going to kind of temper expectations with Swift right now? No, I think you end up firing him up. I think he's proven to the Eagles what he can do. They they should be very happy with that game that they got out of him, but Gainwell will come back and he's going to, he's going to take some snaps away. Um, you just keep firing him up. It may be a hot, hand approach but just keep firing him up and i want to tell you one thing on, on the williams guys real quick um remember he he ended up being the running back after acres uh got rolled out but the there may be leaks where he's available in, in waivers so you may want to just check your waiver wire no absolutely uh, all of these guys well not all of them but uh some of these guys you want to check waivers because they may still be out there for you your your mom and your grandma may not have picked them up this week in, the, in your house leagues. It's always possible. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure Yahoo leagues and stuff like that are, are set up a little uh, different. They don't all show right up. So Because sure. not, be not everyone has guys. pickups on, on game day, right? It depends on the league. So that's why he could be out there still available. Yeah. Yep. So very possible. Uh, Nico Collins had a really nice game, 7 of 9 for 146 yards and a touchdown. And Tank Dell as well was 7 of 10 for 72 yards and a touchdown. Uh, something we didn't really expect from Houston was to have fantasy relevant assets uh, with the rookie quarterback and kind of a new offense, new coach. Nico Collins is he's, he's somebody you that you're going to be firing up every week in in a flex spot or as a wide receiver, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked Nico last year. Um, had hoped for. Uh that offense to be a bit better last season, but he flashed and he got hurt, I believe. Um, and then I was excited as well about tank Dell, but I would like, uh, I don't know if you can throw this in as an edit, but my take about CJ Stroud when I wanted him to be the Panthers pick, um, not hating on Bryce young, big fan of Bryce still, and I'll roll with my boy, but I was beating the drum for CJ and he looks to be, um, playing quite well, um, on a pretty, not stacked offense, we'll say. Um, the passing game in Houston has been very good. He already has more 300-yard passing games than Justin Fields does in his third season. So um, 
nice to see. Uh, Nico, I will be firing up. And Tank, I'll probably be firing up some places, uh, generally in, in Dynasty Leagues, where he might need the call-up from the taxi squad because he looks like he's going to be having a good season. Yeah, I think Tank is a guy that you definitely would be looking at in Dynasty if you have a deeper deeper roster, a bigger bigger starting roster. But uh, Nico, to me, is, is a guy you pretty much are going to be looking to flex every week until he proves you wrong. Um, Rashad White had a bounce back game. He had 17 attempts, 73 yards and a touchdown and also got five. Uh, he was also five of five for 30 yards on receptions. Diego, talk about Rashad White and that offense with Baker. And do you expect to see him getting 15 to 20 touches a game and, and still be included in the passing game from week to week. This was surprising. Uh, I wasn't expecting this from white uh, after that horrible outing that he had the week before. So I would temper expectations. Uh, Tucker's still there. So if, if white starts to struggle, you may see some carries move the other way, but I think they were just feeding him because it was working. I'm not completely sold on white, but, Volume is king in fantasy, so so far it seems that that that's what they're going with, and like we're that's has been the main topic of our podcast. The running backs are are going down left and right, so you may just need to start him, but I don't expect him to get this every week in week out. Um, the seven ten for seventy three, like you said, and the catches that that's a bit surprising. Um, so the temper expectations. Yeah, I think you're looking at if you're starting him, I think you're you're looking at expecting ten points as kind of his floor, and you you know you're hoping for a, a fifteen to twenty point game, but at least if you're going to get ten, you can feel comfortable starting yeah. him. Um, some of the older but goodies, um, some of the older players that are established that have kind of been, you know, disappointing this, this season so far but had pretty good games this week. Keenan Allen was uh, eight receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns for 31.1 fantasy points. Uh, Mike Evans was six catches for 171 yards and a touchdown. He gave you 29 points. Tyler Lockett had a good game. He was eight for 59 with two touchdowns, put up 25.9 points. And Raheem Mostert uh, had 18 attempts for 121 yards, two touchdowns. And was one of one on catches for six yeah, years. No, no, don't forget that beautiful last touchdown run that he did. Uh-huh. Oh, he broke right through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, like we we were talking off the air, and I've talked to a few other people here uh, about the game. Like Mostert comes here when he's healthy, and for whatever reason, we just can't tackle him. Like, the Patriots, they they can't tackle. You you see, guys, they have him in the backfield, and they just slide right off. Like, I, I mean, he. <laughs> He, he walked in. Greased up with Vaseline <laughs> all over his jersey and stuff. Like he did. He walked right. He walked. What was it? Thirty yards and, and wasn't even yeah, touched. Twenty-seven yeah, he, yards or something like that. Yeah. After he I broke mean, the line, there was nothing they could do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just just guys that you're gonna have like they're owned everywhere. Um, yeah, but and, these these are my guys. Like Lockett, I was trying to pick up everywhere I could, and Evans, I was out on, so I was wrong. But Allen, I was in on, and I've been trying to get him on those teams that I need to do, do a push, but and now it's going to become impossible after the last two weeks. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing here's, here's the thing with Allen, right? 
he's a fantastic wide receiver as long as he's healthy. Yeah. Like you, you want to own him. Um, health has just been a concern for a couple of years, but yeah. when he's healthy, he's money. And the same thing with Lockett, like he's going to have weeks where he disappears and then he's going to have weeks like this, but you want to have him in your lineup because of weeks like this. So, and Evans to Evans for me is, is, uh, he's a must own must start, but you're going to have a week like next week. He may just disappear, yeah. but you're going to get these 150, you know, 200 yard games with, with one or two touchdowns just because he's Mike Evans. I mean, just a fantastic uh, wide receiver. Um, so that'll cover those, all, all the good performances. Now let's talk about some of the bad performances. Um, and this is kind of like, we're, we're going to talk about stats for these guys from this last week, but these are guys who really have not gotten going yet this season, and they're they're people that were drafted fairly high, and, and you have expectations of them, and they're they're really not meeting them. So Damian Pierce has struggled to get going. He had 15 attempts for 31 yards, no touchdowns, two catches for four yards with no touchdowns. Um, you know, he's a guy that you drafted fairly high, and you're starting every week because. He's a running back, and there's expected production that you were going to get out of him. Uh, ben, what's your level of concern with Pierce, and are you looking to move him, or are you going to hold and, and hope that that offense kind of levels out? They are young uh, with a rookie, and, and things are going to hopefully change a little bit. Um, I just think this team's walking away from running the ball as much as they had to the last couple seasons. Um, cause they have a, some weapons, they have a quarterback that can air it out a bit. Um, so I'm not sure they're going to run a lot. 15 attempts isn't a ton. Like, yeah, he only had two yards per carry, but 15 attempts isn't a lot for what's supposed to be your, your bell cow, cow back. Um, I avoided this guy like the plague in drafts, skipped over him a lot to reach for other players. And that's so far turned out to be a good idea. Um, if you have him though, I think you have to hold like you're not going to get any value. I don't think at this point trading him um, unless a big week comes in with a couple touchdowns and he looks good, makes a big run or something like that. Then maybe you move on. Um, but it was also, he probably is a guy that you sit for now and see what happens. Um, can't let him hurt your, your team throwing him into a top running back spot when he's only putting up five points a week. So um hold and sit for now would be my recommendation with Damian Pierce. All right. I mean, you may not be able to sit him uh, depending on your running back situation, but I would agree if you, if you have the luxury and you could sit him for a couple of weeks and see what happens, I would do the same. Um, Jamar chase, five receptions, 31 yards, zero touchdowns. Chase has not been able to get going yet this season, much like the uh, majority of the Bengals offense. I mean, Higgins had a pretty good week, but, Diego, what's your concern level for Chase, the Bengals? And obviously you're not dropping him, you're not trading him, but are you going to continue starting him every week or are you going to wait and see what happens with Burrow? You took him very early, so you're going to have to just continue to start him. It's going to come down to what happens with um, with the quarterback situation, really. he had He's had the targets in both weeks. I think they went a little bit more to Higgins. Might be coverage, might be just because Higgins uh, just had a horrible game before that. But the targets are there. Um, just not really maybe good targets because of the situation that we, that we have with, with Burrow. So you keep putting them out there. But I think we said this before. Uh, 
so just repeating ourselves, uh, the, the Bengals situation right now is it's a little bit worrisome with, with the quarterback situation. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, Najee Harris had 10 attempts, 43 yards, and was one for three on pass catching. He's another one that hasn't gotten started. He's another one you spent a fairly, you know, high draft pick. I mean, you, you picked him up, what, what was he going, Ben, fourth round? I yeah, think. Third, third, fourth round. Third depending. round, fourth round. Yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of picked him up to be your second or third running back. He's not getting going. I mean, uh, Warren actually had some pretty good runs last night and, and was able to, you know, get eight, nine, ten yards at a whack where Najee wasn't. I mean, granted, when Najee was in, like, they were in the backfield as soon as the ball was snapped. So uh, I'm not sure what it's going to take to get him going. Tomlin's going to figure that out, but they usually have a pretty decent run game. Uh, ben, what's your concern level with Najee Harris? Are you looking to try to move him to somebody who's desperate for running back or are, are you going to kind of hold him and see if he can, they can get it, get it together? Yeah. So he's kind of killing me in a couple spots where I sort of want to modded like their RB might've went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver to start hoping for like and he popped up i think on one of them in the fourth round for me and i was pretty happy about it um i feel like he's losing his job um to jalen warren who's been a lot more effective um and had a lot of hype coming out of out of camp out of the preseason where like basically people are saying like look he could win you a league as a sleeper pick late if Najee goes down but i think Najee might not have to go down for that to happen their workloads are definitely getting closer and closer to each other's and with Warren being more effective, he could easily take it over. And Tom was not scared. I don't think to flip to a new back um, to keep this team winning games. So on a team that I think could be in it and will run the ball, I think a lot in close games. Um, I don't know. Not, if you, if you can move them and get 75% of the value, I probably would do that. Okay. No, I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with it. I like yeah. Najee this year, but uh, I think if I can move him, I would. If he Like, if he's my three, I'll, I'll hold on to him and, and just uh, – I'm just not going to start him, but I'll see how that develops, maybe use him for bye weeks. But if he's my two, I'm going to try and package him, maybe upgrade it, running back, and, and maybe downgrade at tight end or quarterback or – wide receiver if somebody's looking to, to make that kind of move and, and needs the uh, maybe it needs the depth at running back. So um, sticking with running backs, Alexander Madison had eight attempts, 28 yards. He was three of six on pass catching for 11 yards and a lost fumble. Um, Diego, Alexander Madison's been a, a relatively utter disappointment for Minnesota, for fantasy. What are your thoughts on him and what are you doing with him? You had to trade him last week off that touchdown, really. it's. It, I've always said Madison is, is a good backup. Um, a lot of people said, no, he, he is better than, than Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's not better than Dalvin Cook. So far, he hasn't proven that. He's had games where he goes in and subs in for Dalvin Cook and he's had the games, but now that he has the, the whole backfield to himself, because there's no one else, really. They, when you look at the snaps, he's getting everything. He's just not getting anything. Um, so bad against bad defenses. I 
very difficult to trade right now. You probably got him in the dead zone. So odds are he's your second running back. So you can see if you can bench him this week and more of a wait-and-see approach. Uh, but uh, my level of concern for him is is high. Um, looking here real quick to see what his schedule looks like. Um, got the Chargers, so that's not terrible. You can play them there. Um, but, yeah, I... The chance of trading was last week, honestly. Uh, he, he scored on that touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I think like I think you have to play him this week just because of the matchup. And if you don't get anything out of him this week, I mean, obviously, you're going to be – you're probably going to be 0-3. But it's uh, – I mean, I, I'm still trying to trade him, I think. But you, you may have to play him just because he is your two and, and hope that a weaker Chargers – uh, defense allows him to get some points, but yeah. So the devil's advocate, the, the Vikings are just putting up like their offensive line is in shambles. So maybe that has to do with it. Maybe that's why maybe you can hold him. Uh, Cause I know they were playing, they were struggling just to put an offensive line uh, together last week. Yeah. No, I, that's I, also something too, but yeah, I think this also comes down to this team's defense being trash and them having to pass the ball a shit ton. Kirk Cousins is, I know it's only two weeks in, but he's on pace to break uh, completions and yards records in the league at the moment because he's had to pass so much. Um, I don't see that changing because their defense is horrible. Um, He only had three touches, or sorry, three catches and eight attempts. Like 11 chances as a running back is not RB1, RB2, or even RB3 uh, territory in this league. So. Honestly, unless you, unless you have to keep him on your team in redraft, you could cut him. Yeah, like, like I it's going to be a tough getting, pill to swallow, but you can cut him because it, it stops is. you from wanting to play him. You're, you're, he's getting seventy six percent of the snaps, uh, but he's he's like three point two yards per carry. Like, but they're not going to Zeke numbers. And yeah, they're not going to run the ball. They have two really good two really good wide receivers, a really good t- pass catching tight end. They're not going to use him as like Dalvin Cook passing back because he's not that, and he's not going to hammer the ball because they're not going to be up in games. They're not a good defense. They're going to be down and trying to come back in all these games again, just like last year. And he's not Cook. You're absolutely right. He's not prime Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't know. It sucks, but you might have to cut bait at some point and just move on. If you can't yeah. trade him, like get rid of him. No, he, Redraft, he, by the way, redraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hold no, on to him in Dynasty. But. He may be a guy you end up cutting in a couple yeah. of weeks in redraft. Um, speaking about Dalvin Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, uh, very pedestrian again. Um, Cook had four attempts for seven yards, one of one for five yards, and Brees Hall had four attempts for nine yards, and he was 0 for 2 on pass catches. Um, I mean, they – both guys had okay week ones. I mean, and I say okay, like we just put up 14 points, hit 127 yards. He looked good at his return. Uh, he had one that one catch for 20 yards and then comes back and really has, you know, a, a terrible game. So I think my concern is more myself for Dalvin Cook. And the fact that he's kind of – they're giving him the lead role right now uh, than it is for Brees. But it, going forward with what's happened with Aaron Rodgers and that offense, 
Uh, I do have some concerns over both guys. I think Hall's the one you want to start, but you know, I think you're taking chances every week that things are not going to go your way. Diego? So I think for this one was more game specific. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Hall has been a little bit better. Uh, but I think this is just with both of these guys, it's just the Jets trying to figure out what to do after the after Rogers injury. So probably hold on to them, see what happens. Um, I think you can still play Hall just based on on his just how explosive he is. He can pick up those large gains and and still score. Uh, Cook, I would shy away if you have a better option. Um, the Jets are a horrible mess right now. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, but I think Hall, I think you can at least start Hall. Um, Derek Carr, kind of a, a quarterback that guys may have drafted towards the end of their draft, or he might have been one of those last guys that got picked up, uh, you know, by a team as their starter. Another not great night, 21 to 36 for 228 and, a, and an interception. Um, Ben, what's your concern with Carr? And, you know, like it, it's affecting Olave, it's affecting Michael, Michael Thomas uh, and, and, you know, that whole offense as far as not being able to put touchdowns in the end zone. Um, I think this team just when they get down to that red zone turns into gadget play, a um, little gimmicky, likes to run the ball stuff. And that's definitely going to affect him in the red zone because they do have the weapons to get in there. They do have some big pass-catching tight ends. Um, Foster Moreau is there. Uh, they brought Jimmy Gra- the corpse of Jimmy Graham back. Um, he had some really nice throws last, like on, on Monday against the Panthers, but against a team that was missing their number one corner, um, their middle linebacker went out in the middle of the game. I was really expecting that game to go kind of out of hand and him to start dotting us up, and he didn't, which is kind of weird, but... Um, I'd say it's 50-50. If I have Carr as my starting running back, or sorry, starting quarterback, and I picked him super late, I'll probably keep rolling him out there for a couple more weeks in one QB leagues. Um, if he's your second quarterback in the super flex, you probably have to run him there. But I'd say it's like maybe like a 5 out of 10 on the panic scale at the moment. But the team's 2-0. and um, He did have some really nice balls that were caught by uh, Olave and one really nice one by Michael Thomas on, on an out route. Um, they could get it going even more in the passing game because it is only a second game starting there. Um, yeah, that's why I'm at about a five. That could get dialed back with one good performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he has a, if he has a good performance this week, then it's, it's all for nothing. Um, and then the last one we'll talk about, A.J. Brown was three of five for 22. Um, you know, he's another guy. I mean, he had a good week one. Obviously, he's going to disappear here and there because of the offense. But even even last week in week one, um, like some of those throws, and I, I'm a little concerned with the offense. It's new, new coordinator. Uh, it just doesn't seem to me like they're – trying to find ways to get A.J. Brown open and get him targets. I mean, five targets for him is kind of low, I think. I think he should be in the 7 to 10 range every game, uh, being, you know, a big part of their offense. Diego? 
What are your thoughts on AJ Brown? No, no, I think you hit on everything. And then also we, we spoke about this at the top of the podcast. Um, it's, it's just the office not clicking. Um, and, and then he, he's a, a great Jack guy. Uh, so yards after the catch, uh, you're not going to drop him. He costs you a lot. Uh, just kind of wait and see what happens with him. You're, you are going to start him. Um, you keep starting him because he can have those blow up games and hopefully the Eagles can figure out uh, their offense. No, absolutely. Um, so that'll do it for the for the boom bust players for this week. Um, we'll keep an eye on those guys, and hopefully some of them turn it around. Hopefully all of them turn it around. Um, but if you have some concerns over some of those guys, reach out to us and let us know, and uh, we can talk about them. So we have uh, a couple of quick uh, trades to go over, and – Ben, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us about this trades and we'll give you our opinion quick and then we'll we'll move on to the uh... yeah perfect so um, the first trade we have here was one that was actually uh, an accepted trade um, we got a rebuilding team with the package coming to them of uh, Tank Dell uh, Jalen Warren and a 2025 second and they're handing off DeAndre Swift and uh, Desmond Ritter now it's a single QB dynasty league. The team that got Swift is looking to make a run. Um, they have quite a good team, and Swift might be their third running back, I believe. Um, yeah, just kind of what wondering if that's enough of a package for Swift, um, what the young assets might mean for the team rebuilding, and I think Ritter was just a throw-in in this one. Yeah, I mean, in one quarterback, I would I would consider him probably a throw-in. Just depends on who your actual quarterback is, but. Um, I think I like the Tank Dell, Jalen Warren, and the second side, even though it's a 25 second, not a 24. Um, I mean, we've got one game from Swift. So as much as I really want him to be what we saw this last week, uh, we have a lot of history showing us that he can be the other DeAndre Swift. But I, I think health is going to play a big role in that. If he can stay healthy in, in Philadelphia, that they're going to, find ways to use him and include him in the offense. So if I'm a contender, uh, I don't mind that side and giving up the other assets. But as we just talked about with Najee, you may end up with Warren being a starting running back. So to me, I'm going to take the assets. Diego? Oh, no, I agree. I, I like the Dell side. Um, he's he's one of these rookies that that's having a strong performance very quickly. So the last two games, I know it's only two games sampled, but so far so good. Actually, just growing in the in the offense, so that's great. And then Jalen Warren is is a player that that I like. I think he can be flexed today. You don't even need to wait for that to happen. So I I really like that side and that second, the Swift side. I get it. Um, I agree with you guys. The the quarterback is just a throwing. Um, but uh, you know that that's as a contender, those are the the trades that you sometimes just have to do uh, to compete in and, and go for the championship. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, so the other trade is uh, Dak Prescott for Jordan Love in a Superflex, Superflex Dynasty League. Um, we all know how I feel about Jordan Love. And, you know, if he if he keeps putting up the same numbers or similar numbers as what he's put up the last couple of weeks, I'll have to cave a little bit on his fantasy value. But uh, for me, this I'm still taking Dak on this uh, just because I think he's a better quarterback. Uh, Diego, Dak or Love? 
So I'm struggling to understand why the trade, honestly. <laughs> so this trade came uh, to me as a message. Um, Moz reached out and asked my opinion on this. We had uh, some Panthers talk tonight, some other talk, and then he asked about this this trade. And I just want to make sure I didn't lead him down some dark hole here. Um, but he was being offered Dak for Jordan Love. And I was like, I don't know how you haven't already accepted this. Um, I just kind of wanted to run this by you guys a little bit and uh, give Maz another shout out, of course. But uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I have the Dak side as well. Yeah, Dak um, side, yeah. I, I it, just ca- it, it came to him and I was like, run with it, man. Like someone is overhyping the younger quarterback a little bit and running off two weeks of hype, even though Dak's been pretty good. And I think the offense is a lot better in Dallas, so. I'll, um, I'll I'll play devil's advocate. Just the Green Bay, like their wide receivers, it seems like they're finally paying off. I mean, yeah, Watson's always injured, but Dobbs has been out there. Um, uh, the other two guys cut cut touchdowns this week. Uh, man, Reed, and I can't remember the other guy. So it seems like they're spreading that out. Love's great. It's a very young team, so maybe that makes sense. I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but today need a quarterback. I would I would start. Dak. Uh, now that said, like uh, Steve said, uh, Love, what is he? He's still the quarterback too. <laughs> so happy <laughs> to come back and haunt us. But yeah, I like the Dak side. I think, yeah, I'm looking at it more of, of a consistency side. So I, I would, I feel better starting Dak every week than yeah. I do Jordan Love. And, yeah. and that's yeah. not even my, like, the, just looking at the numbers, I feel more confident with Love. I mean, with, uh, with Dak than I do with Love right now. So, um, all right. So that'll wrap up the uh, the trade grades that we have, and uh, we'll jump into our last segment since we're we're running a little bit late tonight, and we'll go over the uh, magical world of fantasy football chronicles. All right, so last week, week two, um, the uh, the questions that we had, Diego and I both got three correct uh, out of five. Andrew got two correct out of five, and we added Ben's in, um, even though he didn't give his answers on the show. Uh, ben was two out of five. So disclaimer on mine, too. I actually, on the show, we did all five, but when I actually put my bets in, I didn't do the Tony Pollard one, so I ended up two and two as well. Uh, so, um, the first question was Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith all score at least 10 fantasy points that actually changed to 12 fantasy points before, um, before the week and it had Jordan Addison on it and, and that he got dropped off. So, uh, Diego, you were false. I was false. Andrew was true. Uh, AJ Brown did not get 10 points. So that was a false, um, the second one, Tony Pollard, more or less rushing yards than Brees Hall. Pollard had more. Diego, you had more. I had more. And Andrew had less. Like I said, I didn't do that one in the actual sheet. Um, Tua, Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones both have over 250 yards passing. That was false. Tua had 249, and Jones had 231. Uh, we all had true on that one. Uh, had it gone to uh, 
Had they let New England tie it up and they'd gone to overtime, we all would have won. So, was it in the script? Suck it. We got close. Wasn't in the script. It's not in the script. Uh, the next one, total touchdown passes in both Monday Night Football games. Uh, when we did the, the show, it was the over-under was 4.5. It ended up being 5.5. 5. Uh, but there was only, I believe there was three passing touchdowns between the three games. Uh, Diego, you took the under. I took the over. And Andrew took the under. So you guys got that one. And uh, at least one running back and wide receiver each have 150 or more total yards. This one was solved on Thursday night. Uh, Brian Robinson. Evans also had um, yeah total yards, and uh, Justin Jefferson also had that, uh, like you said. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, sorry. Uh, so Monday night. Uh, so Thursday night, DeAndre Swift had 150 yards rushing. Justin Jefferson had over 150 yards receiving. So that hit ten. But then, like I say, Mike Evans, uh, a couple other guys. I think there was five or six guys that actually hit that criteria this week, Brian Robinson. So, uh, David, you had false. I had true. Andrew had true. Uh, and then last week's special item, if you won, you if you chose the uh, fireworks and you won your matchup, you got an extra two coins. I'm lucky I didn't choose that one. Uh, <laughs> I had to go through each different league and, and pick whether I was going to win or not. And I think I picked them backwards. So here's what it is. I lost um, them both. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have more than two, but... It's, it's, it gets tough with uh, all right. seven leagues, so it gets tough. All right, so week three. Uh, first question, Daniel Jones, more or less fantasy points than Brock Purdy. Diego. Uh, I'm going to take Purdy because the Giants office has been horrible and will continue to be horrible this week because this is head-to-head. So, yep. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to take more. Ooh, saucy. Uh, Brian Robinson, more or less rushing yards than Jameer Gibbs. Ben? I'm going to take more. Um, I just think the commanders have committed more to that uh, that running game than the Lions have committed to Gibbs. I think Gibbs is probably the overall better back, but I think Brian Robinson just has a better game. All right. And you had less on the last one. Sorry, Correct. I didn't ask yes. because you already filled yours in. <laughs> uh, Diego? Uh, I'm going to do what Ben does. Uh, going to go back to what we do. I th- also think Robinson has more uh, more of a – his role as a running back is just uh, completely taking over what Gibson had. And I think Jameer will split. And also that offense just passes a lot. By that, I mean Detroit. Yeah, I'm also going to take the more side on this. Um, I think Gibbs will get more passing down work than what he's had in the past. But I think the rushing work's uh, going to go to Reynolds so far. And so I think Robinson gets the uh, the bulk. Uh, the next one, TJ Hawkinson over and under on six and a half receptions. Diego? This is a good one. Who are the Vikings playing? I need to look that up. Sorry. So the Chargers. So give me the over. He's a... He's a uh, centerpiece of that Minnesota offense, and we just talked about them not being able to run the ball. So I'll take the over. Okay, Ben? Uh, I'm going to take the under. Seven is a lot of receptions for any player, let alone a tight end, so I'm going to say under. So he's had uh, nine targets week one, eight targets week two, and since he's been in Minnesota, he's had at least six targets. Yeah. Um, 
That's receptions, though, not targets. Uh, his reception has been eight and seven. That's Guy fine. has good hands. <laughs> sounds sounds like it's going to six this week. That's a win. <laughs> yeah, he's going to continue that trend. Then you're going to win. I mean, the Chargers have pretty decent uh, linebackers and nickel corners as well. Um, this one's tough for me. Yeah, that that's a very well set line. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on this one with Ben. Um, the next one, Josh Jacobs over and under on 49 and a half rushing yards, Ben. Oh, I got it as over. Um, Josh Jacobs is a really good back. Uh, the Raiders have been surprisingly efficient this year. I think he, uh, he'll pass that. Uh, Can I change your mind if I tell you he's playing Pittsburgh? Nope. No, that's okay. This All is, right, Diego. So goods. this is rushing yards. Uh, yes. hmm. Just takes one. I know. Uh, I'll take the over. I think they're just going to have to feed him if they want to win games, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but just go crazy. I'll take the over. I'm also going to take the over. I think this is uh, this is a game where he's actually going to get some groundwork. And the last question, Puka Nasua is the leading receiver in the Rams-Cincinnati game. Diego. Yes, uh, this is uh, Stafford's favorite boy now. Uh, and I don't think this is... Okay, so where's the asterisk, uh, Burrow playing or not playing, right? Uh, no, I still think he is the leading receiver uh, on that game. Just He's getting okay. everything, yeah. Um, man, it's so hard to say no. <laughs> it, it, a lot of this, like a lot of this hinges on whether or not Burrow plays. Yeah, it really uh, does. I'm... I'm um, I'm assuming he's not playing, so that's why I'm taking the the yes. Yeah. So, Ben, what do you have? I say sure. Why not? Um, the guy's done nothing but catch the ball a million times a game since he's started this season, and Cincinnati's offense cannot seem to move the ball at all. Um, so yeah, why not have and a guy nobody heard of going into the season pass to the <laughs> one of the best duos. Uh, we're supposed to have in wide receivers in the league. So uh, sure, why not? And by the way, right. I, I think your stat is correct. He's caught a million balls. That's Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. It's a record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only only one million. He hasn't gotten to two yet, but that could happen. This He's week. on his way. Well uh, on his way. Crazy. <laughs> um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the other side of this. I'm going to take false. I'm going to, I'm going to take the field against Puka and, uh, See if maybe Chase or Higgins can actually get going. Uh, I want. I gotta ask. Uh, I gotta ask Katie if the leading receivers in fantasy points, or if it's in yardage, or how how we're doing this one. So, um, I, I'm gonna assume right now it's points. Uh, and then the special item this week is going to be the pet Niffler. So you just choose any player that to beat their projection, and you'll win two coins. So Ben, who are you picking? I'm taking Kyron Williams. I think he's got uh, relatively low projections, and he's been getting in the end zone. He's been getting lots of work, um, as we've talked about his uh, snap percentage, and so I'm going to take him to pass his not super high projections. So his projection this week is 12.95 yeah. fantasy points. Yeah, I can see him at like 14, 15 easily. So. Okay. Uh, Diego, who are you looking at? I'm going to go to the position that gives us all a headache, and I'm going to dig deep, and I'm going to go with Hunter Henry for New England. 
uh, projected, what, around 6, 7 maybe? And he's been getting all the targets in that offense so because you guys have no wide receivers. So I'm going to roll the dice on Hunter Henry. Uh, I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Nico Collins, who's projected to get 11 points. Mm, that's a good one. That way we have uh, we have one of each position. That'll wrap up the Magical World of Fantasy Football Chronicles, and that will wrap up the show for this week. Uh, Diego, any parting words for the listeners? Uh, no, uh, really just uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, looking forward to this week. Uh, remember to set up your lineups, and if you want to talk uh, about football, trades, anything related, uh, Sleeper, you can find me as Don Gato. All right. Don Gatto. Ben, any yeah, words for the listeners? Of course, always. Um, just thanks again. Like Diego said, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Um, I do love the questions about trades. Um, bring them to me. I have a good time debating them. I do have guys that I uh, I stand over more other guys, but I am always willing to listen to another side of a trade. Um and when it comes to trades, I'm looking to do some this year in in, uh, in the listener league. So uh, let's get those going and uh, and have an exciting season. Um, you can find me on Sleeper at Rockstar12, 2Ks, 2Rs. And uh, looking forward to the rest of the season. Good luck this week. Um, yeah, have a good time. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you get your Thursday night players into the regular roster spots uh, with the injuries and stuff like that. You want to be able to have the option to put other guys into your flex spots. And remember about the two Monday night games. So you might have to plan ahead on, on some of those guys. Uh, you can find me on sleeper at Solinator. You can find me on Twitter at the FF degenerate. You can find our website at www.daydreamingdegenerates.com. You can submit a question there for the show comments or you can also send an email to our dddffpod at gmail.com don't forget our patreon giveaway where we're giving away a signed antonio brown tampa bay jersey it's the red and white tampa bay jersey Uh, we're going to give that away at thanksgiving to one of our patreon or spotify subscribers the five dollar donation tier gets you one entry into the contest And like I said, we'll draw that on Thanksgiving. Um, Good luck this week in week three. And thank you all for listening. And good night.